Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are exactly one week, one week away from the most important midterm of our lifetimes. We've got an incredible U.S. Senate race right here in the great state of North Dakota going down to the wire. In fact, yesterday I sat down with Congressman Kevin Kramer and asked him, hey, how do you feel about this race and what's your biggest concern right now? What haunts me, Chris, is that there's a sense from people from the White House all the way to, you know, Main Street that this is in the bag. And that complacency scares me a lot. So to fight that complacency, tonight in Williston, we've got Donald Trump Jr., Kimberly Guilfoyle there with Congressman Kevin Kramer on the stump to rile up the people in the West and get out and vote. And join us live right now via Skype is the host of What's On Your Mind, Scott Hennon, along with Congressman Kevin Kramer and Donald Trump Jr. All three of you, thank you so much for joining us, gentlemen. Uh, you just heard it right there, apathy, Donald Trump Jr. What can we be doing to make sure that everybody gets up off the couch to vote one week from today? Listen, you just got to get in and do it. You either vote early, you vote on election day, but you got to get out and do it. I see so many people, especially in this part of the country in the Rust Belt, that have seen so many of the benefits of this administration and its policies. And they're saying, wait a second, why would I vote in midterms? Everything's going so good because they're rational beings. They can't even understand how someone would actually vote against these policies that are putting money back in their wallets, that are creating jobs, 4.3 million jobs created that just wouldn't have happened under any other administration. They don't even get it. But again, you're not dealing with a rational counterparty. The other side is coming out. They're voting hard. They're motivated really by hate, because I can't think of any other real metric that they could vote on that would make any sense, but hate's a powerful one. So people have to get out, they have to go vote, cast your vote for Kelly, Kramer, uh, Kelly Armstrong and Kevin Kramer here in North Dakota, because these are guys that are gonna be with us. You know, I mean, Donald, know, first, Donald, Kevin's been with us from uh, day one. He was one of the early supporters before it made sense to do so, before it was a political uh, you know, move or power play. He did it when it wasn't convenient. And that's what I think people want. They want people who are gonna make the tough decisions when it matters. Well, I can say this, Donald Trump Jr. We've all here in North Dakota appreciated the fact that your administration has given our state so much love. You've been here a few times. Your dad's been here a few times. The vice president's been here a few times. So one, thank you for that. And, but I want you to address something you just mentioned. I look at, you know, there's a myriad of reasons that our economy right now is booming better than it, some could say, ever before in the history of our country. Uh, and yet you talked about this hate, this visceral hate coming out of the Democrats. I mean, heck, you've got Joe Biden coming here on Thursday who called this the dregs of society. I just wanted to help us underst understand what, what, is, where does that come from? When I look at all these positive economic metrics, why would people hate your dad so much? Well, because they failed, okay? The left has made promises to America and Americans for decades, and yet never delivered. It's never benefited any of the people. They claim to be the party of tolerance. I hear about that every day. And yet, if you diverge from them just a little bit, meaning you could even agree with them on a lot of things, but you go a little bit and you're out, you're cut off. They're, the reality is they're not tolerant, but they're outraged. What they're outraged about, I'm not exactly sure, because <laughs> they should be outraged about what they've done to this country. They should be outraged that they've failed after making promise after promise that they've never delivered on. They don't want an outsider coming in. They don't want someone else being successful. They would rather see America fail then it be successful with Donald Trump at the helm, because that would mean that he would get a little bit of the credit for it. But the reality is this, 
The economy is so good right now that Barack Obama is trying to take credit for it. And yet he himself, in 2016, when my father said, why can't GDP growth be 3%, 4%, even better? We're now at 4.3. He never broke two in consecutive quarters. We hovered at 1.8. He himself, Obama, said, there's no magic wand to make that happen. Well, there is a magic wand. It's called common sense. It's called conservative principles. And more importantly, it's called business acumen. My father has that. Obama, before he became a politician, you know, a rough day at the office was cutting, getting a paper cut from handing out pamphlets <laughs> as a community organizer. We can't fault him for having the worst comeback in the history of the U.S. economy. We can't fault him for not being able to break 1.8%. He had no business talking about the economy. He had never signed the front of a paycheck. He had never had someone's livelihood, their family's livelihood, their well-beings dependent on his success each and every day, like my father had for a 40-year career and all of the you know, tens of thousands of people that he employed. Obama didn't do that. It was our fault for electing him and pretending that someone with no experience could actually do that. Well, we have the opportunity to change that. We have the opportunity to get six more years of these kind of policies, getting America on the right track, putting America first, having a president who's not afraid to say, I'm gonna put America first. Think about that. We live in a world where that is controversial, saying that we are going to take care of our people, our citizens with their tax dollars first. That's a problem these days. That's why this election is so important. That's why people can't sit out in the midterms. Well, I think don't think the other side isn't coming out because it's so good. They're motivated by crazy stuff. And we have an opportunity to keep things going in the right direction. So you got to get out for Kevin. You got to get out for Kelly and we can keep North Dakota great. I want to give each one of you a chance to respond to this, and Donald Trump Jr. will start with you. But for the people right now that are, you know, as Congressman Kramer mentioned a moment ago, maybe becoming a little bit complacent. You see the, all these polls with double-digit double, double digit leads for Congressman Kramer. Just take a moment, and, and if you can sort of paint this picture, to have people imagine if they, if they don't go out and vote because they think, oh, this race is in the bag, they don't go out and vote, what it means for our state and for our nation if Senator Heidi Heitkamp is reelected as a Democrat and continues to vote with Chuck Schumer. Paint that picture for us. Guys, it's very simple. Think about Chuck Schumer with the gavel in the Senate. Think about Nancy Pelosi in charge of the House. Think about impeaching Kavanaugh and the president. For what, I don't know. That's what could happen, okay? That's the reality of the situation. If you think, hey, this is a no-brainer, we win, you know what, take a chance, get out there, vote anyway, and let's run up the score. Because you don't want to wake up on November 7th and said, man, I wish we would have voted. Man, I wish we would have done it. We don't want to be a day late, dollar short. Get out there, vote. And by the way, vote anyway, because the more we run up the score, the more we tell the politicians in D.C. that we actually mean business. Remember, my father's been back to North Dakota. He's not on the ticket. He's been back a few times. Okay, He's been back to Montana. He's been back to what I call the dark zone in the country, everywhere between New York and Malibu. Uh, you know, that the Democrats and, you know, frankly, a lot of other people don't often pay attention to when it's not an election cycle. He made promises to you guys in 2016. They were lofty promises, but he's actually delivered. You have the first politician in the history of politics who's getting killed for doing all of the things that all of you elected him to do. Let's not take any chances. Let's not come up short. Get out there, vote, and vote for Kevin. Promises. Yeah, so I, what I would say, Chris, a couple of things that that I would hate to wake up and see. One would be, imagine, again, that the worst of worst, Chuck Schumer has the gavel or is the majority leader, and he has a lot more to say about who's on the Supreme Court than Donald Trump. That's frightening to me. 
Donald Trump has put two of the best jurists in America on the Supreme Court, as well as many other courts, including the the uh, circuit courts and the district courts. Another thing, imagine this. If Chuck Schumer becomes majority leader, a socialist named Bernie Sanders becomes chairman of the Senate Budget Committee. Now that ought to be enough to scare every Republican into voting if they were thinking about staying home. And finally, imagine this. Even all the economic stuff aside, all the incredible growth that North Dakota has enjoyed because of Donald Trump's rollback of regulations and taxes. He's also rebuilt the most important obligation of the federal government, and that is our military. Our military men and women received the largest pay raise they've received in over nine years. We need to keep rebuilding what Donald, or what Donald Trump's predecessor tore down, and that is our military. National defense is the highest priority of the government, and we need to keep building it. It's important not only to the nation and to the world, but to North Dakota. I would say, Chris, just real quick, uh, Hillary Clinton uh, and deplorables and uh, Donald Trump uh, talking about uh, the forgotten American uh, means really this premise that you two were, and your question uh, suggests is, is really not, nothing to worry about. I, I don't think anybody's going to place it. I don't. I think that they understand the threats to the United States as we know it. Ronald Reagan once said democracy is never more than one Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Think about that. I mean, to take that down. So we can't be complacent. I hope people won't. I don't think they will be. And uh, judging by the crowd out here in Williston, uh, coming in for the big rally in a little bit, and the crowds that have been here for all of the events for these folks, uh, it, it's, it's pretty darn incredible. So I, I, th I think we're going to have a, a very good election day, but I do agree. I wouldn't want to wake up and, and see something different. To all three of you, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Donald Trump Jr., thank you so much for coming back to the great state of North Dakota. Hopefully you'll uh, maybe pick up some pheasants while you're here next time, okay? I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, right now I won't have the time, but I'm definitely going to have to come back because, uh, you know, I don't usually travel this time of year if it's not for hunting. One thing I want you to know, sir, is that we all here are praying for you, your family, and especially your dad. So please keep up the great work. Promises made, promises kept. So thank you for that. Thank you. That really actually means a lot to me. Thank you. God thank bless you. you. All right.